From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. And welcome to the Audio Imaginarium. Come on in, weary traveler. Hang your cloak on a peg, grab a stool, and come gather around the fire. There are stories to be told, and you are among friends. Two of the featured speakers who will appear at Stargate to the Cosmos Expo 2018 are standing by to discuss the vast field of exopolitics, how the Anunnaki have influenced our planet, and some say are still in control today. Uh, we are live streaming on our YouTube channel tonight. I am uh, broadcasting from my little studio beneath the stairs up in Thornhill. Ian Robertson, my fine rockabilly friend, is twisting the dials and knobs. Uh, Ryan White is producing the live stream from his secret lair. And Albert is monitoring from his bunker. And I have no idea where Albert lives. Albert once offered to have me and Ryan and Ian over to his place to watch a hockey game. But uh, under the stipulation, we had to be picked up in a minivan with blacked out windows. And then we had to agree to be blindfolded. Do you remember that, guys? And we just kind of backed out of the room and said, uh, no thanks. Uh, anyway, check out the YouTube channel. And uh, please hit that red sub button if you haven't already done so. Just a reminder, next week on the program, our dear friend, paranormal investigator, Rosemary Ellen Guiley, makes her regular monthly visit. Now, big UFO ET conference coming up in a few weeks in Albuquerque, New Mexico, Stargate to the Cosmos Expo 2018. And we'll get some more details in here in a moment, but it's October the 25th to the 28th. My word, what a lineup. You should see the list of speakers. I haven't seen anything like this. Absolutely uh, enormous list of terrific speakers, including Sasha Lesson, Ph.D., author of Anunnaki, Gods No More, and producer of the hugely popular website EnkeySpeaks.com. He studied with the late Zechariah Sitchin for many years, and uh, Mr. Sitchin asked Dr. Lesson to create popular courses to revise ancient anthropology and Add the aliens, the Anunnaki on Earth from 450,000 to 300 BCE. Janet Kira Lesson is a lifelong scholar, an experiencer of extraterrestrial and interdimensional contacts, a radio host, and a student also of Zechariah Sitchin. She immersed herself in studies of Ninma, the Anunnaki, and she, she says she receives direct downloads from Ninma, the geneticist, from whose womb we all received our mitochondrial DNA, Janet expresses Ninma consciousness, peace, longevity, respect for consciousness, justice for women, earth, and membership in the galactic society. She has co-authored Anunnaki, Legacy of the Gods, Anunnaki, False Gods, Marduk, Anunnaki, King of Earth, Tantra for All Chakras, and Teach Tantra with Dr. Sasha Alex Lesson. Welcome both to the Conspiracy Show. How are you? We're great. Thank you for having us. So, just tell me a little bit about the upcoming conference in Albuquerque, Stargate to the Cosmos Expos 2018. That's the 25th to the 28th. Well, it's at the Ramada Midtown in Albuquerque, and we have all these whistleblowers, secret space programs, the contactees of all kinds, people that identify as abductees and people who are contactees and ambassadors, and we have all kinds of other people with uh, different things like paranormal so uh, spirituality, consciousness, we have tantra teachers, and it's just grown with all these people. So that's 
kind of the, our baby, and we're giving birth and launching the Stargate Cosmos. You know, sometimes people start small, but you just went in whole hog, didn't you? You just jumped in with both feet. I mean, this is this is an enormous undertaking. I wanted to ask you, Sasha, I just wanted to throw this out there. Do you think, because we keep getting teased with disclosure, oh, it's just around the corner, it's just around the corner. Then, of course, we had the New York Times uh, article in, in December. Do you think that, that we are at risk of disclosure fatigue? Just anybody who's got a paranormal sphere uh, can go inside and disclose. All you got to do is just realize that there's a fractal in you of everything and everyone that is. And you can go there and you can be there and you can download stuff and it's, you can feel your simultaneous existences. And you can uh, uh, derive hypotheses that you can see whether it's right, what would support that or what would make contributing less. And it's right there. So forget about the government. The function of government is uh, theft. And, uh, and the function of the uh, institutions are keeping you uh, sick so you'll uh, support them. And all, you know, all that sort of stuff. But just go inside and you're free of that matrix. And so that we have uh, brought together the wisdom of many people, each of whom symbols in a different and idiosyncratic way, which is going to contribute to our our lights are there. We don't have to wait for government officials who are just thieves anyway to tell us that. That's what I think. Yeah, I, I think I would agree that I think for those who subscribe to this idea that that you know we we don't have to wait for an official. Announcement on uh, the White House lawn. That's not going to happen. But I think still, you know, people need to see that headline. They need to see uh, some report on CNN or Fox News or wherever it is. Uh, they need some official, something official. It may not come from a government body because you know, many subscribe to the idea that this has been farmed out and it's been privatized and it's, uh, who knows, maybe it's the, the folks at Sony and their research and development, uh, department that have the, you know, that, that, that know more than the president perhaps. Um, but they do keep stringing us along, don't they? Absolutely. If, if they would come clean and release documents that we have that are on file that these, that people in the right part of government have access to, it could be all over. And the wonderful things that we've learned from our alien contacts could be made available to the civilian population uh, for their benefit. I agree with you. Documentation up immensely. One of the things that's happened this past year for me personally is I had a craft come. Uh, it's um, materialized in out of uh, kind of twisted in like a pretzel out of hyperspace. And it unfolded itself, and it, it was right in front of me, hovering above my uh, uh, deck here. It was here in Hawaii, overlooking Haleakala. And it hovered there, and it started to communicate with me. It was broad daylight. There was a, <laughs> there was a, a few puffy clouds. Um, I was talking to my girlfriend, and I said, you wouldn't believe it. A craft just appeared right in front of me. And it stayed there for 20 minutes. Um, it was communicating with me telepathically. I, I went to go for the phone, the, the camera, you know, in the phone. It says, you do that, we're going to blink out. We're not going to let you photograph us. So 
so um, things like that have been happening all over. These different indications. I get reports all the time that they're starting to to really show up, uh, like in the living room. So especially in the area we're going, which is Albuquerque, New Mexico. There's the Sandia Labs and the Sandia Graves that are under Sandia Mountain, and they're in, in communication with uh, Sue Walker and a couple other people, and, they, and they're kind of tricksters. They've been, you know, appearing at people's places. One of our speakers, uh, he woke up in the bathtub and it was cold. completely <laughs> naked, and it's like, what is going on here? So something, something ominous has been going on with our speakers. So I'm hoping, what we're hoping, we're going to do some CE5, calling in them, um, night vision goggles. We're going to do, like, a group meditation. We're going to invite them in. Um, and so hopefully they finally show up. I know I can't make any promises, uh, but I personally have uh, experienced a lot of magic, a lot, a lot of wonderful magic things and, and interactions with many Jan- different... Janet, different I've got to jump people. in here. Apologies. I've got a break Go coming up here, so we'll take a time out, come back, and continue to discuss Disclosure Exopolitics. Janet... Kira Lesson, Dr. Sasha Lesson, both coming up at a big Stargate Cosmos Expo 2018 in Albuquerque. Back with more of The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. Where there's smoke, there's The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome back. Stargate to the Cosmos. That's a Cosmic Consciousness Conference coming to uh, Albuquerque uh, later this month, October 25th to the 28th. And uh, we have linked up to the, uh, the Stargate Cosmos Expo website at strangeplanet.ca. Strangeplanet.ca. Uh, Dr. Sasha Lesson and Janet Kira Lesson are with us. They'll be two of the featured speakers at the uh, the conference. Uh, the organizers, and um, we're talking about uh, exopolitics. I wanted to both ask you both about working or studying with uh, Zechariah Sitchin. Uh, how did that? Uh, how did that begin? How did you uh, hook up with uh, with uh, Zechariah, and uh, how did you come to be studying with him? Well, Zechariah Sitchin, I had heard about Sitchin back in the seventies when he did um, the Twelfth Planet. And when I moved here to Maui, Hawaii, to live with Dr. Lesson in 1997, <laughs> he was, uh, his best friends were the people who ran the Prophets Conference. And they came over one day and they said um, that Zechariah Sitchin was putting on a certification program. And I had introduced uh, Dr. Lesson to Zechariah. Um, I put the gods of Eden on the back of his toilet. Because, <laughs> you know, when you move in with somebody, how do you tell them that you're an ET contacting experiencer and about all this stuff, right? You don't know, like, <laughs> and what's their perspective on, on, on the ET phenomenon. This is 97. So he came out one day and uh, finally picked up the book. He says, is there more? And I said, yes. So we went down the borders and bought everything they had on Sitchin and anything related. And... Um, and then this, this great synchronicity happened. So we were invited to study with Zechariah Sitchin, <laughs> and we were in on the first one. There's a wonderful uh, documentary, little mini documentary. It's out on YouTube called We Remember Zechariah. And there's uh, Dr. Lesson, who has a Ph.D. in anthropology, and he can tell you his story. But 
so we were just uh, absolutely amazed that we got uh, invited to join this, and we were fought, we followed Sitchin for about ten years. He passed in 2010, um, right. and we kept the uh, you know, flying to all his certification classes and the reunions of the, the they're called the Sitchinites. There's a whole group of about 200 people that followed Zechariah. Um, many are have already passed over, it was like 20 some years ago, and uh, we're still here. And we're he told Dr. Lesson he wanted him to create a um, educational program because uh, Dr. Lesson is a, a college professor, so. He took the gauntlet, and off we went. So, yes, yeah, studying with with uh, Doctor Sitchin, and and did I hear Janet correctly that you're you're teaching Sitchin in college, Sitchin's theory in college? Yeah, yeah, I'm not teaching in college. Yeah, I'm just teaching with freehand uh, at the seminars and stuff. Uh, it's uh, I'm yeah, retired. I'm an old dude, but it's uh, what's called an ethnologist. That means you sort of put everything that you learned your whole life together and try to make some bigger picture out of it. And so uh, that that is a big conspiracy. This conspiracy show about Zachariah is that we are all one. And all these people on this planet are are uh, the same people. And uh, you know, we're and once we really look at our history and understand how from the get go the first boy, the first Adam that they, uh, created as a, a slave clone uh, was brown, and the first girl that they as the female clone was was sandy blonde with blue eyes. So very from the very very beginning, we start out with that. Wow! All the people descended from the Adam. We are uh, we are the product of lots and lots of intervention over many many millennia. And we're right. all one. Right. Would it be fair to say that Sitchin was sort of the 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 grandfather of the ancient alien theory? I mean, it all starts with him. I would say that uh, that Van Daniken uh, uh, and Zelikowski came out earlier than uh, Sitchin did. However, they're all correct. It's uh, Kroeber called it the Oikumene. Once a, t- a t- the time for an idea has come. People spontaneously come up with that same idea at the right time for it, right time for people to understand that. And so, um, so, there, so yeah, Stitchin was one of the contributors, and so were these other guys. And what happens is that the storytellers always tell the stuff from their own perspective. And the, the people from the Bureau, the Anunnaki, were latecomers. And there's lots of stuff that they didn't tell about, but now we know from archaeology, from listening to uh, the uh, indigenous people of uh, North America, uh, South America, we, we are learning a lot about many, many, many blends, and we have the genetic evidence now of these various people, uh, how they spread and how they shared things, and the technological society that they had, terrible warfare that they engaged in just as we do now, and the addiction they all have to hierarchy and putting women down and uh, being top dog and greedy. 
Okay, yeah, unfortunately, Sasha, your, your line is breaking us up, up on us quite a bit. Let me, um, let me throw this over to Janet and maybe I can ask, uh, Ian back in studio if we can reconnect with Sasha and try to get a better phone line because it's just, uh, it's, it's a little difficult to, to hear yeah. at times. Uh, but Janet, those okay. f- not familiar and it's hard to imagine that there, there are those out there who, d- who don't know about Nibiru and, and uh, the Anunnaki, but just give us sort of the thumbnail sketch of Sitchin's. It's not just the Sitchin's theory, but he's the one that really interpreted the the um, the Sumerian cuneiforms and so forth, uh, where this Sumerian uh, genesis or creation story comes from. So just give us a, a Sitchin in a nutshell, if you could. Okay, um, someone just called my number. Were you trying to call the other number? Anyway, I, I'll let it go, but. Um, so Zechariah Sitchin back in the, uh, I think it was 76 or 77, uh, he started to publish his works on the uh, deciphering of the ancient cuneiforms. Uh, he was a linguist. He was a student of um, all the uh, Bible and other books. He published his book, and it was called Flood's Planet. It was very revolutionary. Vodanikin had covered things with kind of a different perspective. He was just coming from the anomalies, he wasn't coming from the language aspect, and, and when you research the stories, they go into great detail, and of course, we, we've only deciphered a small percentage, but the, the story of Enki and how he came from the Biru and, and uh, followed Enlil, and, or Enlil followed him, and he followed Alalu, and uh, this whole story, which was uh, parallel to the Bible, but, but different, you know, completely different perspective, of, of, of the creation story, and um, it was very logical, precise, and it, and it was like a big aha. Anybody who studies Sitchin or Lesson now, because Lesson's taken the material and, um, you know, made it more kind of uh, less like a college thing, more, more understandable, just more user-friendly, let's say that. So anybody who goes into it, and I hear this every day, I hear people say, I started studying this information and, and oh my God, it just makes so much sense. And when you when you look at the, the Sitch material and the other variation on the biblical information, then you go back to the Bible, <laughs> it's like, well, that's obvious. That was just a bunch of people, you know, um, especially stories like Sodom and Gomorrah and the angels. Those are just emissaries. Uh, they came in, they had meals. I just had a a wonderful guest on uh, two weeks ago, and he was he was very, very, very Christian, very evangelical, and then but he's a police officer, so he started applying the same tactics uh, from his uh, police work to the Bible, and when he the whole other story emerged, just like Sitchin. So people discover it in different ways. Sitchin was a student uh, in a Bible school or uh, whatever, all uh, when he was a, a child, and he started questioning. Of the interpretations because he was a linguist, he understood the language, and and the teachers would just say their interpretations. He said, no, that's not what it means. That's not a, a shem is a rocket. A shem isn't whatever the teacher was trying to say. So Sitchin went on to write about um, I forget how many exactly ten to twelve books on his research. He would study. He would travel around the world and he would look at these artifacts and he brought them back. Brought a lot of them back. He had he had the largest private collection of all this in, in, you know, the world. I'm not sure where it is. He died, he went to his family, so we're trying to figure that out. But then, you know, a lot of other researchers came along. You know, we started researching, we had Lloyd Pye, um, uh, what was his name, uh, Neil Freer, and lots of other researchers have looked at this information and reached similar conclusions. 
Right. So, so the idea that this planet Nibiru has this long elliptical orbit every 3,600 years, it swings by, uh, and at some point, well, every 3,600 years, I guess the Anunnaki would come to Earth and reboot sort of the, the, uh, the, this genetic experiment that they had going on to create man. They've been, they've been here ongoing and they never left. And that was one of the right. things that we've, uh, found out that now they would have a greater influx of Anunnaki who would come by and visit and more interactions every 3,600 years. And uh, periodically, sometimes the incoming uh, Nibiru and its uh, planets and moons and all that stuff would wreak havoc. Right, they would create perturbations, and some say that that may have been re- that may have been responsible for the Great Flood and and uh, mm-hmm. so forth. Yeah, and, dur- and during um, there are different episodes during the the um, Exodus, there were some interactions with either the Nibiru itself or the. Um, well, what's the field of uh, debris called, honey? Are you still there? Did you get on the phone? No, they're working to get them on the other phone. So. Anyway, there's lots of episodes, and if you break it down into the different stories where there's, you know, major volcanic eruptions, it might be part of the influence was Nibiru coming closer into the uh, inner solar system. And we're actually experiencing extreme (laughs) global warming, and, uh, you know, some of it is pollution, but some of it, you know, the planets are heating up. Some of it might be Nibiru coming through. Sasha, if I'm uh, remembering correctly, were we created, was the purpose of this experiment to create a slave race? Yes, that's right. That was exactly the purpose. They, the Anunnaki uh, volunteers who uh, were working in the mines in Southeast Africa, uh, getting gold, after years, de- decades under underground, were on the verge of mutiny. And so Enki, who was their, their scientist, was experimenting with, he had seen um, Bigfoot's ancestor, Homo erectus, and he was amazed that this, in, this uh, 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 being was telepathic and was letting other animals out of traps, and it was just like a, a compassionate. You know, the Anunnaki were not like that at all. He said, you know, we could use some of that. And so then he was doing these experiments anyway. He got the miners to mutiny, and the boss came down, and uh, he came down, and they said, hey, you know, we, we're going to... Tell you, you're not going to make us work forever. And Enki comes in and he says, Hey, wait, we don't have to have this war. You know what? I can make slaves and these guys can go home. They already worked two decades. And so, okay, that was the deal. So that's how it started. They were supposed to be, from the get go, supposed to be slaves. But when things got bad, at some point, they just left the mines and mutinied and said, You know, we, we, they were made about uh, 300,000 years ago. 200,000 years ago, they uh, they just walked off in the bush and said, we're not going to go for this gold stuff. We can just make our own life. At that point, Enki decided he was going to up, you know, up-level us. And he made some babies, made Cain and Abel uh, as his ba- uh, babies, uh, etc. It goes on with this wonderful child called the Dapa that Enki uh, uh, created. Uh, and this genius it shows that what we could be and the ruling uh, people on Earth for a long time were the descendants of a Japa. All right, we'll take another time out. Uh, Sasha Lesson and Janet Lesson, stay with us. For the full two hours, we'll open up the phone lines also at the top of this hour. Take questions and comments about exopolitics, disclosure. Zechariah Sitchin will kick it around. Right here on The Conspiracy Show, don't go away. 
The truth is not out there. It's right here. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett. Welcome back. Dr. Sasha Lesson, Janet Kira Lesson with us. And again, the uh, big conference coming to Albuquerque, New Mexico later this month. Stargate to the Cosmos. And uh, that is October the 25th to the 28th. And we've lo- uh, linked up to that website at strangeplanet.ca. Just click on Sasha and Janet's name and it'll take you right there and you can register and get all the information and uh, check out the speaker lineup. It's There's something like, I don't know, somewhere between 40 and 50, maybe even more uh, speakers. And uh, we're talking about uh, Zechariah Sitchin. Now, if we are the result of a, a genetic experiment between uh, you know, the Anunnaki and a primitive, primitive man, Homo erectus, uh, Homo erectus, rather. Uh, I mean, where would we find the, the fingerprints in, in our, in our genes? Is there uh, uh, DNA uh, that noticed? points to that? Yes. You can actually see. Uh, just look at the lineup at, at USC in, in Los Angeles. And where, where have all the Neanderthals gone? <laughs> no, the point is that you no, know, it's 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 rife throughout. We are they. You have to understand it's mostly Anunnaki genes, with just some of. And Bigfoot was not something uh, primitive. You understand? Bigfoot is an intelligent creature that is uh, it can move in and out of dimensions, all kinds of things, and was deliberately placed here as a, a result of the uh, Council of Hatona. A, a long, long time ago, and Bigfoot uh, is uh, no is no, we didn't evolve from anything like Bigfoot. Bigfoot's got flat feet; his hands come down past his knees. No bone in our body is like a bone in Bigfoot's body. But Bigfoot is a, a, an intelligent creature like us, uh, and so so we, mainly they took their the Anunnaki took their genes and they took the uh, fertilized ova of. Uh, these uh, a female uh, Bigfoot ancestors, and they put them in the womb of their own medical uh, staff, starting with the chief, Nima. So these women gave their mitochondrial DNA uh, to the uh, uh, first the, uh, 100,000 years of clones, but the uh, Enki's uh, son, Mingashida, discovered how to make the clones fertile, and uh, that's that's how uh, the Kiyama, the first girl, Adam's pair, had some of the DMT-bearing uh, fruit of uh, Nima's tree. And she made love with Adam, and she had a Satori experience. And she, when, when Yahweh Enlil came over and saw this, she was pregnant, a teenager, and she comes up with all this intelligence. She's doing a geometric puzzles. She's made clothes and a table and stuff. He's aghast. You know, you made these creatures are supposed to be dumb slaves. This this kid's just as smart as our kids. Get him out of here. Go have send him to Africa. Make him breed. That's what they're for. And so he had. The, so that's how they they got. That was Exodus uh, from the garden. Expulsion from the garden. So that's that's a little bit of that story. And it's it's right. only later that that yeah okay anyway so it goes on the story goes on and on. Right. Today, so, so Bigfoot was the, the Bigfoot was simply Zachariah. used. The genes from from Bigfoot was used to temper the to temper and to give some some um, 
behavioral modification to the Anunnaki to make us more what gentle, more compliant, oh, more so what? right on. You you got it. You got the essence of it. Yes, what Enki saw, how everybody was you know, willing to, and his clan willing to murder each other and have a thermonuclear war. He saw compassion. He said that if only we could be more compassionate like these creatures uh, and telepathic. You don't have to blah, 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 talk everything. They, they communicate. You know what? I bet you if we concentrated, we could even do that too. And so when he had his son, his, his son Adapa, in the, when he, with the, that's when he was incredible intelligence. This kid was running everything. He had his own plane and everything. And Enki's son was, he had, Enki had a son with his own daughter who was uh, named Titi, and that son was Cain. And when they were going to kill Cain for murdering his brother, he said, no way, you can't kill Cain. Cain is my direct son. And so, so it's a big deal. These guys are obsessed with hierarchy and who's in the royal line. And that's their mistake. They think they're better just because they're in some line. But everybody's got their light to shine. Right. Now... Who is in line right now? I mean, who is running the show? I mean, are, is there a direct descendant? Oh, absolutely. Of... Absolutely. What has happened, it's, it's been very, very, uh, for most, after the uh, great nuking in 2024 BCE, uh, Yahweh Enlil ordered the nuking of Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities of Canaan that had gone over to Prince Marduk to the other side. Uh, and also of the Sinai spaceport before Marduk and his forces, Marduk is known as Ra also, uh, came up from Egypt, and Marduk's son, uh, Nabu, was, was, had turned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah and Zoar uh, against uh, Yahweh, against Enlil. And that's their sin. It wasn't that Sodom was doing sex. It was that they, their sin was that they were on the other side. And so Yahweh ordered the uh, new king, of uh, the Salt Sea, which became the Dead Sea, and the Sinai, which became Tephra, just all burned out. But the clouds from this nuking blew all over Sumer and blew all over Enlil, Yahweh's place. And the Anunnaki, of course, got off in their uh, their, their planes and submarines and stuff. But all the people of Mesopotamia died, and that's when Enlil agreed, let Marduk rule things. So from 2025 BCE on, that's who ruled the earth, uh, except the forces of Nimrod, the, the great peacemaker, came back in, in, uh, in the Anatolian uh, Peninsula, and so we have a period of, of, of the great goddess and, 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 uh, and loving commerce, and, uh, which uh, ultimately gives you uh, Minoan civilization. It, it, we go on and on with the history, but it's, it's complex and so interesting. Right. Speaking of Nimrod, and you say this is the geneticist from whose womb we all received our mitochondrial DNA. So she is, according to this theory, the, the mother, really, of all of us, correct? Well, it's not just she, because the girl was implanted in Enki's wife, who's named Domkina. And that girl, the first girl in our species, Tiamat, was a blonde, sandy, blonde, blue-eyed girl. The first boy was brown. The first girl was white in our species. All right, Sasha, I've got to take a time out. We'll come back. And I want to talk to Janet about her Go direct her. downloads from Ninma. We'll be back at The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us.
Peering into the shadows, where the truth often hides. You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett. Dr. Sasha Lesson, Janet Kira Lesson, my guests for the full two hours. We'll open up the phone lines as we head into hour two here momentarily. I wanted to ask Janet about uh, your direct downloads from Ninma. Uh, when did these start and, and um, in, in, in what form do they take? Okay. Well, um, I, I'm a tantric, uh, uh, we, my husband and I, for, for some, whatever years, ran the school of tantra here in Maui, Hawaii. And so, uh, I've had what's called a Kundalini awakening and using tantric practices, which, uh, are kind of sexual in nature, but, um, they allowed me to open all my chakras and open my healing frequencies and, um, access other realms. I, I came in, like I said, um, as a contact the experiencer, and I've always had out-of-body experiences, so this is quite natural for me to take it to the next level. So using tantra techniques, I cleared all my chakras through psychotherapy and uh, doing my inner work, and then eventually I um, accessed the, the higher realms. Um, one of the books that we could read about this is, is called The Emerald Tablets of Both, where he um, learned how to access... Uh, out-of-body experiences and, and able to, to zoom through the galaxies and universe. It's something that you can learn and can, can do, and but it's very detailed. And so we didn't intend that, but that's one of the side effects. Also, what happened was in uh, the late 80s, I did a hypnotherapy regression, and I was taken back to a lifetime on Nibiru, and somehow I am associated with Nima. I want to say I'm an aspect of her, I'm a fractal of her. Uh, genetically, I'm related to her. I have a lot of the royal bloodline in my genetics. I'm all Celt and uh, Scotch-Irish, French, German, English, uh, everything from Northern European, uh, French a little bit. And so all that's uh, within my genetic structure, and I think that's one of the uh, reasons why I'm able to access the Anunnaki, because on a soul level, I'm... I'm part of that uh, soul family, and so anyway, uh, how it uh, in what form does it come? Well, I've opened healing frequencies, and we would do ongoing practices for years and years and years. And now that the healing frequencies are open, um, I'm in contact. I go, I go to Nibiru. I was there last night. It's very profound. It's a very it's a much higher vibratory frequency. It's different than here. Um, and I get information and I bring it back because, you know, that's why I was born. People can find out why you come to the earth. You can basically ask yourself and be open to receive the information because I wanted to know what my mission is, why I'm here. So part of my mission is to um, bring humanity to higher consciousness and higher awareness so we can truly access the golden age of Aquarius and, uh, join the Federation. I know it sounds kind of corny, but that's really what it is. Uh, this is all doable, all possible, and that's part of, you know, this information I've, I've received about the conference and why it's happening. If it wasn't what, what we're supposed to do, I would have had all these no's and, and we wouldn't be doing anything. But it is happening because people are responding to this energy, which is about true, authentic disclosure not disclosure where somebody else has is in control of everything, but one where we will be invited to um, join the federation. And anyway, that's kind well, of where, where do the grays where do the grays fit into this? I've had 
tons of interaction with the greys. So, you know, they have their droids and they have their real greys and they come from many different planets and there's an aspect that may be from the future. They're related to us. We have children with them. Uh, They're part of it. If you go to, um, what is it, Pumapuku, they've got carving to the greys on the wall along, it was like an international or intergalactic spaceport. They have all these different beings. They're, they're just one of the, um, the species that are interacting with us. Um, they create hybrid children. I think part of it's because uh, they're not able to really reproduce uh, very much anymore. But a species, when it gets too interbred, it loses hybrid vigor. So, you know, it's a natural thing for species to cross-pollinate, and, uh, you know, we see that happening here naturally on Earth. Uh, we don't uh, maintain racial purity. We, we tend to mix and match and, and have, to, uh, you know, children of many races. So that's what they do in the, in the galaxy. They, um, the greys are the geneticists. They love to combine DNA and see what they can create. Um, they think that uh, our genes belong to the universe, and it's just something that, you know, we personally don't own, and, and they can take it and uh, make other beings and creatures, and that's part of of co-creation with God, Source, and Universal Consciousness is to create uh, diversity. But the method by which they do it, if if we are to believe some accounts from abductees, is not what what would what, what which what would one would consider uh, sort of a spiritually evolved species. I mean, it's it sounds horrific in many cases. Well, you go underneath it. Uh, uh, many of the uh, contacting experiencers had uh, agreed to this interchange. Some of them are related to them on a higher level. Um, some of them go into gray avatars and, and work on the ships. So it's much more complex than that. But it's kind of like, uh, you know, when I take my cat to the vet, she's all freaked out. Ah! But <laughs> um, but uh, experiencer contactees, upon reflection, the longer they look at it and deal with it, the more they realize that they had made an agreement to do it in the first place and that it's a positive thing for themselves and for, you know, creation and humanity. And what about the insectoid type aliens? How do they fit into this big picture? I mean, I'm just trying to figure out who's wearing the the white hats, who's wearing the black hats, and who's kind of the, who's wearing the gray hats. Yeah. Well, I've had nothing but positive experiences, and I've had experiences with them all. But I understand when people perceive and have negative experiences, and there, there are military experiences because they're, they're coming in and they want to know what the extraterrestrials have said to us and what they've been doing with us. So that is another whole aspect of this whole thing. But the, the uh, tall mantis, uh, the mantids, mantis, um, I find them to be very um, loving and kind. Uh, I had a deep healing with the mantis. I was... Uh, on the verge of death, and they restored my health, and a lot of uh, experiencers receive healings. Um, I collect stories. I don't hear a lot of negative stories, and um, and free with Ray Hernandez and the Edgar Mitchell organization, they're finding that most of the experiences are positive. And so are they positive? I think so. Are the negative species? Um, you know, I haven't really encountered them. Are there factions that don't want us to evolve and, and become conscious and, and join the Federation or whatever it is, the, the 
other uh, paradigm of species and their interactions, yes, there are people that uh, don't want to change the status quo and they want to maintain it. So then, uh, I'll, I'll direct this question to to you, Sasha. Why are they these spiritually evolved, technologically evolved uh, extraterrestrial civilizations uh, keeping things like free energy from the masses? Why are they allowing what we generally refer to as the the elites, or what Richard Dolan talks about, this breakaway civilization? Why are they allowing them to keep all the toys? First, I got to go back to the part that I was hearing Janet say about uh, about when Nibiru passes through. Nibiru uh, passed at, at one point too close to Uranus, and it's sped up, and it's not Nibiru itself isn't going to be here uh, for quite some time, not till uh, two thousand nine hundred or so. But what has been going through is the uh, one hundred and eighty degree. Uh, Debris that follows Nibiru on its orbit, and some of this stuff has passed through. And we've actually been in the skies. People definitely reported pictures of Nibiru and Nemesis, the uh, the, the red uh, binary uh, to subdwarf that that Nibiru basically goes around. So it's nothing to worry about. Don't worry about Nibiru messing you up. It's it's it, it's spectacular. It's there. It's been photographed. Don't don't worry about that. Okay, then uh, I, I, w- I want to say about the, the Anunnaki not uh, having left. Not only have they not left, but Enki, but Enki, the scientist himself, has directly talked to Zachariah Sitchin, my teacher. They had a, they would have conversations, and Neil Freer, the philosopher, uh, and uh, and so Enki has directly had conversations. Uh, with with teachers and basically said, I want this communication using Michael Lee Hill, our, sort of the modern uh, representative of Enki. We're getting all these crop circles which can be bad. I mean, this is the time when the Galactic Federation has ordered the Anunnaki. Listen, you created these people, You've but you left a mess. I said Marduk was in charge for a long time and he pretended to be all these different nations and said he was he said i'm yahweh and i'm inana and i'm and he and he had these different nations that were all run by him fighting each other and all this stuff staying on top finally nanar the the, the king of, of sinai who was uh, also a, a gone back to the beard came back and said it's allah and said we got to stop this guy and his agents were assassinating marduk's agents and finally, the uh, Galzu, the Federation, sent their representative and said, knock it off. It's time to end this, uh, this, uh, this, uh, uh, Yuga. It's, it, it, uh, this, this, uh, Kali Yuga, and it's time for the Satya Yuga, the age of Enki, Aquarius, to come in. And this, you guys have a responsibility. Toss said you were coming back December, uh, 21st, 2012, and, uh, we mean it. You guys must be at peace on this planet, and we made a mess, and we're here to help you. That's, that's, that was the message that they've been giving us, and that's why our conference is so exciting because Michael Lee Hill is actually going to be there. He's recognized by the Indians as the peacemaker, and he's recognized by people who know what he's talking about. That this guy is the one that uh, Marduk and Loki and these other Anunnaki around are calling commander. 
So we're going to have Michael Lee Hill at the conference, and he's got a lot of stuff to share. All right, we're going to take a timeout. Question he asked. Didn't well, we'll question. when we we'll, we'll address that when we'll come back. He was just kind of uh, uh, picking up on a few threads that we left dangling there. Thank you for that, Sasha. When we come back, I want to ask you again about why the, the human breakaway civilization that that Richard Dolan talks about. Why they get all the the toys, the alien technology, and why aren't these advanced civilizations? and of spreading some of that love around for the rest of us. We'll talk about that. We'll also open up the phone lines, questions and comments for Janet and Dr. Sasha Lesson right here on The Conspiracy Show. Don't go away. Keeping an eye on the new world order. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett from Zoomer Radio. To speak with Richard, call 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. 